Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Well, we are back for another episode of Disciple Her. Julie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. Today, as we get started, we are going to be talking about what it means to live in a self-indulgent culture and how do we live in this culture, in this society as leaders. There's probably a lot that we can say on this subject. And so, Julie, I want you to kind of just kick us off a little bit about what you're thinking And before you do that, let me give you a little bit of a definition on what I have found self-indulgent means, okay? So if we're thinking like, what exactly does self-indulgent culture mean? Really and truly, it's living for yourself in which you gratify the desires of your heart and the passions of your heart. So you're not really looking to anyone or anything else to do that you're really just making it about yourself and fulfilling the things that you have on your heart and on your mind. And so when I hear that, I think it's all about you and not about the Lord or what the Lord would have for you. Yeah. Is that is that kind of what you're thinking too? Yeah, and, and it, it calls to mind for me immediately a passage in 1 Timothy where Paul was giving instructions to Timothy. And one of the things he said to him in 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 12, he says, Don't let anyone despise your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And then he goes on to say, uh, practice these things, be committed to them so that your progress may be evident to all. Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Mm -hmm. So as I think about the self-indulgent culture that we find ourselves in, Candy, as leaders, um, if we look to Scripture to be our guideline, Mm -hmm. I think Paul gives in this verse just some very clear-cut things I'd love for us to talk about because he says, first of all, set an example for believers. It it calls to mind uh, the passage in Matthew where Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that we're to be salt and we're to be light. Well, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. I think Paul Paul tells us that we set an example in our speech so uh, and in our conduct. So as we think about those two things in our culture today, um, what do you think that looks like? Yeah, I think... I mean, if you think speech and conduct, what we're saying and what we're doing, and I think a lot of how we respond to things in life through our words and through our actions shows who we're living for. So if I, just for example, go off on social media or whatever and just start posting a lot of things whether, you know, whatever it could be, just my opinions about different things. I mean, we see this all day long in social media. Am I praying about this first and really, truly, I'm posting things out there because I feel like the Lord wants me to do that? Or is that something just to show maybe how smart I am or how clever I can be with my words or something of that nature? I think about that a lot in social media because... Sometimes we focus more on what we're saying out there to everybody 
than what the Lord may be saying to us. And why are we doing that? You know what I mean? Like, are we doing that because it makes us feel good when Mm -hmm. someone tells us, oh, I liked your comment or I liked your stance or whatever it may be. And I'm not saying that there's not a time that we should be speaking what the Lord has in our heart. But I think sometimes we speak too much. We don't bathe it enough in prayer. And I think we need to start thinking about that more. And maybe if we're going to the Lord in prayer about how we handle those types of things, would the Lord still have us to do that? You know, or even in a conversation, not even social media, but in a conversation that you have with somebody. I mean, I know a lot of times I realize I don't have all the words here or I don't have all the wisdom and I desperately need the Lord to give me that. And so really, truly bathing our conversations, bathing our social media, all of those things we need to be bathing in prayer and like mm-hmm. asking the Lord, what is it that he would have us to say and not just seeking to make ourselves look good or sound good? What, what do you think? About yeah, I, I do. I think where he says, show yourself an example. Here's the deal. As leaders, people are watching us all the time. That's right. And they're listening to what we say. They're they're wanting to hear a word. and And if we... Uh, if I just give my opinion, my opinion doesn't hold much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but but when I point them to the Word of God or when I help them see things from a spiritual standpoint and thank the Lord, I don't have to do that all on my own. I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Right. And, and we have the power to, to live above what the world says. We definitely live in a self-indulgent culture, and it's all about me and what makes me feel good and what I want to do, and it's all about me, I. Mm-hmm. And um, I think only when we go to God's Word and look at what it says um, do we understand that that we're to live above that fray, That's you know, right. not only in our speech, but it says in our conduct. That's right. So what are some ways in our conduct? What does that look yeah. like? Well, and I was thinking as I've been reading through the Gospels in my quiet time, I've been thinking about all the different places where Jesus says, you know, he's not here to like glorify himself, but to glorify the name of the Father. And so when we're making decisions and we're, you know, acting out on different things, are we seeking to bring glory to God through that? Or again, you know, glory to ourself. Because self-indulgent means you're living more for yourself than you're living for the Spirit. You're living more for your passions and your desires than you are living surrendered to whatever it is the Lord would have for you. Um, And so I think, you know, Every time we're making decisions, I mean, obviously, I just believe prayer has to be involved in all of these things. And we have to be asking ourselves, is this going to bring glory to God or not glory to ourself? Because Mm -hmm. the Lord will not share his glory with anybody, Mm -hmm. nor should he, right? right? And so we, I know I, I don't want to get to, to heaven one day and the Lord said, you know, Candy, I'm sure was tired of you taking my... Mm. my glory, Mm. you know, 
I mean, how embarrassing, yeah. you know, and how shameful. Yeah. And so I want to be bringing glory to him. And, you know, a, a prayer that I always pray for the boys before they get out of the car every morning is, Lord, in their decisions and in their choices, may they point others toward you and not away from you. Yeah. So, you know, is that something that we're doing in our own personal life? Are we acting in a way? Is our conduct pointing others to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Or is it pointing to ourselves, and is it pointing people away? Yeah, that's good. That's good. We are going to take a quick break, and we are going to be right back, and we're going to talk about prayer and journaling. So stay tuned. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. Okay, we're back, and we're going to talk a little bit more, Julie, about that verse that you had read to us in 1 Timothy. So we've hit on speech and conduct and what that looks like. And the next one, I believe, is love, was mm-hmm. it not? Mm-hmm. And so what what does that look like? Talk about that a little bit, Julie. Well, as I think about it, I think obviously about what Jesus said when um, before he was arrested and crucified he said to the disciples you remember uh, Mm. when they were having dinner together he said the world will know you by your love for one another so what does that look like so if the world the self-indulgent culture that we're talking about is looking to us if we're an example then how are we living how are we loving one another Mm -hmm. in the midst of all that because if we're setting an example then we've got to be different i don't know about you but have you ever heard the phrase follow your heart oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know i think about that so often because scripture says the heart is deceitful above all else and will lie to you that's right and jeremiah and then he says in in psalms uh guard your heart yeah. For it is the wellspring of life. Yeah. So we can't go based on what our heart That's right. tells us to do. We've got to be grounded in what God's Word Absolutely. says so that we can live out a life in our speech and in our conduct and our love and our faith and our purity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like, you know, the heart, I mean, I tell people this all the time, it's a muscle. That's right. In our body, yeah, that pumps blood, you know, to mm-hmm. all of our organs, and you know, when the Lord talks about the heart in the Bible, the heart was the mind, you know, and so my favorite verse is the one that you mentioned just a little while ago, Proverbs four twenty three. Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring all the issues of life. There are so many good translations of that verse, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's the wellspring of life. It, um, I mean out of it flow the you know it's it's just you got to go look it up there's like four or five different translations that really just all capture it but the point guard your heart above everything else and so when we guard our heart we're guarding our mind and so it's just very important that we realize our heart 
our mind will lead us astray. Yes. You know, if we're not grounding it and doing the things that we know to be doing as believers in Jesus Christ to protect it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And so um, and, and other verses that you mentioned a little while ago, if we're going to be a disciple and they're going to know us by our love, we have to do do that and do that well. So if we're loving ourselves more than we're loving others, we might have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so what is it? We have got to be at a place where we're not only our speech, not only our conduct, but our love. And then the verse also says in our faith and in our purity, you know? And so what, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I just think it is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different from what the world looks like. And, and um, I think, in this society, as as we see it, and I, it's not getting any better. It's not mm-hmm. going to get any better until Jesus mm-hmm. comes. His word tells us that. Right. You know what I mean? So I think there, there's going to become a clearer and clearer definition of how we as believers respond and and respond to those who don't think the way we do, respond you know, with those that don't live the way that we do. If we're going to love, That's if true. we're going to be an example and set an example, then we don't do it pridefully right but we do it um through the power of the holy spirit that lives in us just to show there's a different way that's right that's right and and i think you know talking about this and talking about living more in surrender to the spirit and the will that the father has for us instead of the will that we have for ourselves we obviously have to do that through prayer you know we have to do that through being in the word so that the word is speaking louder than the world that's right. Because the world is speaking all day long, and the world is discipling people all day long. Yep. And so if we're going to rise above that, what culture and society says, and live by what God says, we have to be in the Word so it is speaking louder to us. And one of the beautiful things about being in the Word um, is the ability to be able to journal as you're going through, yeah. you know, whatever reading plan you might be participating in. And I love journaling for so many reasons, but one of them is because James tells us that we have to be not hearers only of the word, but doers of the word. Right. It's very important to go from just hearing and taking in information. We want to see transformation in our lives. And so how does that happen? Well, it happens through the application. It happens through taking what you've learned in the word of the Lord and applying that to your life. And so often I will, you know, journal something short and sweet. It's not very long necessarily, but it'll be something that I've read that morning. And that same passage, because I've kind of taken the time to write it down, will still be playing through my mind and on my heart throughout the whole day. And I will still be meditating on that verse and learning more and more about it as I'm going through and living life. And that's crucial. Yeah, it is. It is it crucial is. because it it just, it is a lifeline for me. You know, God's word and then taking it and learning and applying it is truly a lifeline for me in ministry as I am dealing with who knows what, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah, I would say for me, journaling was that discipline that the Lord used years ago um, really to change my my whole approach to spending time alone with the Lord. And, and I didn't know what I was doing when I first started. I read a book that said that uh, the author had looked at believers that he 
thought had an authentic walk with Christ. And he said, I just decided because my, my walk with Christ, he said, seemed like a roller coaster. So I thought I'm just going to interview them and find out what makes them different. And he said, to a person, they all said that they journaled. So he mm. said, if it was good enough for them, it was good enough for me. And I felt the same way. As I began slowly, you know, just like a baby learning to walk and learning what that then it just became that conversation that I had with the Lord. And writing down helped me to remember those truths mm-hmm. and to, to hide them in my heart, yeah. you know. So uh, journaling okay. is a critical part, I think, of, of our growing as a disciple and, and growing up in Christ. Yeah, I think it... It really helps us to drive home what we're learning. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we do that, the more we're going to live more for Christ and less for self. And so if you're listening and you maybe don't journal at all, but that's something that you're interested in and you want to to do, let me give you a short and sweet little method that may be helpful to you. Now, many people, they, they're used to kind of recording their thoughts and, and writing down and keeping a diary, so to speak, or a journal or a notebook. That was never something that I did growing up. So learning to journal through God's Word was um, an experience. You know, it was something that I had to work at as well. And so over the years, we have adopted a method called the HEAR method. And so I'd love to give that to you if you're out there, if you want to write this down or you can go back and listen to it. But it's H E A R. And so the H stands for highlight, the E stands for explain, the A is apply, and the R is respond. And so what you do is you write those letters down on a sheet of paper, and as you're reading that day in in the Bible, whatever chapter or passage you're reading, whatever verse really truly sticks out to you, like something that maybe just kind of pops off the page or something that you read and you think, man, I never saw that before, or that's interesting. Like what is it that kind of piques your interest a slight bit? Write that verse down next to the H. That's your highlight. So whatever the the reference might be, you're going to write that down. Then your E is going to be explained what is going on in that verse um, around the verse. Like what do the verses before and after it say? Like kind of put it in its context and what's going on here. And then your A is your apply. Now that you've read that, now that you know that, what does that mean for you today? And that's the part that's really crucial. Mm -hmm. And I know about when I'm journaling, it's very easy for me to get to that application point and say, well, we all need to blank, (laughs) right? We need to do this. And the Lord told me not too long ago, what are you talking about? We, this we business, this is you, girlfriend, like you need to be doing this. And so then I started thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm so good at generalizing these applications Mm -hmm. better than I am no, this is about candy today. What, you know, I need to do this, or this is what it means for me, not just all of us, right? And so your H, your E, your A, and your R is your response. So now that I've applied this, now that I know this is what I need to do from this point on, how am I going to respond to the Lord? And that may be a prayer, or it may be an action that you need to do. So that is short and sweet. It's a small method that will help you kind of put pen to paper and say, okay, I can organize this a little bit and understand this is what the Lord's saying and this is what I need to do in response to that. Jules, any thoughts on that? so good. Yeah. As we close out thinking about those passages that I read at the very beginning, 
Paul said to Timothy, practice these things. Mm. That's journaling. Yeah. Practice. Be committed to them, he said, so that your progress may be evident to all. Then he goes mm-hmm. on to say, pay close attention to your life and your teaching. That goes back to exactly what you were saying right there. Lord, what, what does this have to say for me? That's right. Uh, and, and then he says, persevere in these things. And, and so I would encourage anyone listening today that, that this is not a miracle <laughs> uh, no. overnight transformation, that, that it is a process and it is um, growing up. We don't go from a baby to an adult overnight. And That's so right. as we grow up in Christ, these are things that we keep on keeping on. And there's some days, Candy, that I wake up and I go, I can't wait to get with Jesus. That's right. There are the days that I wake up and go, oh, I just don't even want to get out of the bed right now. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And so as I have done that over time, it's it's that that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it, it becomes that natural rhythm in your life. And so I want to just encourage you to, to hang in there, to persevere in these things, because um, the more we do it, the more we will learn to live out and be an example to others in our speech, our conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Yeah, that's so good, Julie. Yeah, slow and steady. You know, right. slow and steady wins the race kind mm-hmm. of a thing. It's um, it's not just about the mountaintops or the valleys. It's that steady journey right. that we're trying to endure upon, you know. And so we practice these, um, these disciplines and we practice prayer and yes. journaling and being in the Word and doing all of those things so that we can live and glorify God and less of ourselves, right. especially in this world and in this day in which we live. So let us just encourage you, if you've never journaled before, maybe buy you a notebook this week, grab a pen, sit down with the Lord whenever you do your quiet time, and start recording some things so that you can remember and apply them to your life. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode. See See you you later. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.